Hello, all my lovely people. Welcome to Let's Get Black To. For those of you who have never heard our voices or seen our faces, I am Mark. And I am T. Thank you all for being here for our season finale as we discuss Halloween. For those of you who are not familiar with us, Let's Get Black To is a podcast designed to challenge, educate, and start conversations amongst the Black community and in those alike. Featuring two Black bisexual creatives, we bring a young, vibrant, and real perspective to issues new and old. We tackle new struggles, old stigmas, and offer some solutions to make our never-ending existence easier. Join, Join us, us in our, our plight to, to inform and entertain, baby. Hello, all my lovely people. See, the thing Listen, is, I'm just saying. It don't make not one bit of sense. Not at all. Good, Good night, night, everybody. Hi, y'all. As you can see and hear, today's episode is going to be all about Halloween. And, you know, with Halloween coming up uh, this weekend, um, there's a lot to discuss, right? And, you know, each person has had... Mm -hmm. um, you know, different experiences with Halloween, and so Mark and I are going to kind of talk about that with you guys today. Um, but yeah, so to start off, let's talk personal Halloween traditions. So Marcellus, for Halloween, okay. what do you usually do during this holiday? Um, I think I feel like I've done what every other black child has done. Right. <laughs> you go to church. Mm -hmm. We go to church. Like, growing up, I can't picture a Halloween outside of the church. I can't. I don't think I've spent a Halloween outside of church. Yeah. Like, even, like, in my adult years, I haven't done anything, so, so to say, that much outside of church. Well, like, once or twice. I think I've only spent, like, two Halloweens outside of church in my adult years. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, 19 or 20 when that happened. Every right. other year, I was in church. And hallelujah nights were lit, okay? Listen, right. we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to sit here in front on y'all. I was not pressed to go to church for Halloween. Mm -mm. I wasn't. Because Hallelujah Nights, I knew for a Fendi fact, I was leaving with either a cake, mm -hmm. a full cake, a full thing of cupcakes, and or a full hefty bag of candy. Well, Come the on. hefty bag of candy guaranteed. was guaranteed. Anytime. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. So that was my personal tradition. I went to church. I literally, I was that Bible kid. I dressed up in like the Bible characters. I dressed up as Joseph with the coat of the many colors. Come on. I had like... I had all the, 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 all the, I was that kid who went to church mm -hmm. and I loved it. I loved it for real, for real. What did you do, T? Um, I also had Hallelujah Nights as a kid, um, because I come from a religious family, as you guys know, and two, I come from a pastor kid family as well. So, um, mm. we were in church, honestly, um, every year for Halloween and, um, as a kid, there was this part of me that was kind of sad because, you know, I wanted to experience what other kids did, right. you know, going like mm -hmm. trick or treating and stuff. But honestly, I, I would have to like now looking back, I'm like, girl, you literally were guaranteed a full bag of candy going to Hallelujah night. Whereas, and like with good mm -hmm. candy too, like the good candy, good full candy. bars, right? You know, in comparison to going trick or treating and, you know, getting a bag of pretzels or like, you know, like, <laughs> like Not the pretzels. stupid little stuff like that. And so I had uh Hallelujah nights too. I don't think I started going out and like trick or treating until I was a sophomore or a junior in high school. Mm. and yeah 
but like you know anytime before that i'd still dress up in like you know cute um costumes but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> those are my halloween traditions listen a lot of things may be wrong with the church but one thing that wasn't wrong they showed out for hallelujah night. come on okay because sure that, that candy was always donated by the mm-hmm. congregation they said listen do you want your kids here well then we need to get them here mm-hmm. because you will get we get them candy they i remember my hallelujah night like it was yesterday okay i kid y'all not i ate so good they had food so we got fed mm-hmm. fed that's number one Number two, the amount of candy they had after two Sundays, they said no more. That's enough. We ain't trying to give them cavities. And then they had a popcorn machine. Ugh! The cakewalk popcorn machine, I was fed and I got a hefty bag of candy. Like, I mean a hefty trash bag, y'all. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Like a trash bag. Not a Walmart bag. A full trash bag of candy. Mm -hmm. And every kid walked out with a full trash bag of candy. So you know what? I wasn't that I wasn't tripping that much. I really wasn't. Like, especially looking back now, I'm like, oh yeah, Marcellus, we had it good. We had it made in the shade. But um, now we're getting into, like, what has changed from, like, now. Mm-hmm. Our Halloween's now compared to our Halloween's younger because we definitely are not, like, in church, especially now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is your Halloween like now, T? Um, it is definitely different. I have had my fair share of uh, pop-in Halloween parties now being an <laughs> adult. Um, I, I'd say I definitely – there's a part of me that miss – I definitely wholeheartedly miss Halloween nights because, you know um, – and I honestly miss that, you know, like childlike wonder experience of going trick or treating. Mm-hmm. But now being an adult, I'm like, I'm okay with just dressing up in a costume by myself, going to the store, getting me some candy, sitting down and watching a Halloween movie. Like, I <laughs> like <laughs> Halloween has changed so drastically. Like, it's it's my favorite holiday. Like. Christmas used to be my mm-hmm. favorite, but Halloween is definitely my favorite holiday. Um, Christmas is, you know, close second. But I, yeah, now I, um, I'd say recently, uh, these past two years, I'll say, um, my friend, they have, like, their annual Halloween party. And so in 2019, mm-hmm. that's where I went. And, you know, it was so much fun. We all dressed up, had, like, candy, pizza, drinks, all that stuff. And then last year, obviously, trick-or-treating wasn't a thing because COVID, um, thankfully. Uh, But last year on Halloween, literally, we traveled to my friend Emma's house because, uh, which is like two hours out from Seattle. And so we went there um, because we were planning to go to uh, Halloween Town on November 1st, which was the next day. And so Halloween night, we all dressed up in like our costumes and we literally took pictures and like danced and listened to music and honestly like that was so much fun just to do that and so this year Mm -hmm. um well we'll get into that in a second but uh, marcellus how has your (laughs) halloween um changed you know from younger years to now um i definitely went out i went clubbing y'all i'm not even gonna lie i went clubbing come on clubbing. when i graduated high school i love the clubs but i didn't love the clubs for the same reason why everybody else loved the clubs like i was a very different clubber mm-hmm. i wanted to dance like i wanted to be on the dance floor i don't drink i still don't drink alcohol mm-hmm. i don't smoke so i wasn't smoking i wasn't drinking i literally wanted to dance with my friends and everybody who came with me knew that i said look i'm not here for the drama Right. I'm not here for the drunk activities. 
I'm not here for all of that. Like, you better be able to compose yourself because I'm here to have fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here to have fun. I'm not here to take nobody home. I'm here to have fun with my friends. And so, like, they had Halloween events because I was in Germany when I was an adult and in Halloween. I was in Germany. Like, Deutschland? You know? Like, I was going clubbing. So, I met some cool people actually on Halloween Mm -hmm. when um, I went clubbing. It was cool. It was fun. I had the time I was supposed to have. So, for, like, two to three years I went clubbing on Halloween and that definitely is a big change mm-hmm. from, from Halloween night <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know but as you a know kid I did Halloween night as an adult I went clubbing there's a vast difference there no, there is there is a vast difference but you know what the you know the funniest thing is my parents knew like mm-hmm. I had that open communication with my parents that they knew every time I went to the clubs like, that's kind of how I was. I mm-hmm. was also, since I didn't drink and I didn't smoke and I only wanted to dance, they're like, well, what's uh, what's what's he going to do? Right. And I was right. And I also had a curfew that I always maintained. I was never late for my curfew. Um, still to this day, y'all. Still to this day. <laughs> I don't have curfews anymore. I don't have curfews anymore. But, like, back when, um, back when there was the COVID curfews, I abided by them COVID curfews. They're like, why are you buying the COVID curfews? Because I said, it's a COVID curfew. I said, look, look, I am black. I don't have time for anybody to question anything I'm doing ever. So if that means that there's a state mandated curfew, I'm going to obey it for the simple fact that I'm black. Mm -hmm. And I don't need any unwanted attention drawn to myself in the middle of the night when my parents are sleeping. And that's on period. Mm-hmm. that's on period and some people just didn't get that and that's fine i don't care because i'm what alive today come on because <laughs> i'm alive today talking on this podcast <laughs> talking on this podcast to y'all today but also i've always found solace in my house in my bed so it's not much for me to stay home it's not much for me to stay home but that's what i'm there that, that's that's what i did for a couple years after that mm-hmm. you know i stayed home for halloween i didn't have much to do i didn't have nowhere to go i worked on halloween mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what my Halloween was like from, like, then to now. I went from going to Hallelujah Nights to going to the Halloween clubs, and then I stayed at home. Mm -hmm. Then I stayed at home. So that brings us to, like, this year. So, like, T, what are your plans for this Halloween? Because Halloween is, like, in a couple of days. So what are you going to do? Yeah. um, I am flying out to Seattle um, to celebrate Halloween out there. And uh, then my birthday is like the week of Halloween too. My birthday is November fourth. Come on, Scorpios! Literally. Um, so I'm gonna be out there until the fifth, um, and I'm very excited because so <laughs> there's like a Halloween party that's happening by someone who's like a part of my cohort at Cornish, and she like sent me the invite, and I was like, ooh, luckily I'm going to be there. But a part of me kind of like, as much as I would love to go partying, like. I don't like being around that many people anymore. And like, (laughs) I literally am like, should I just like skip out and just wear a cute costume and then go and watch Halloween kills in a movie theater by myself? Like I swear, I swear I literally had that thought. So that might be a possibility. I'm either going to be at a Halloween party or, Mm -hmm. um, at a movie theater watching Halloween kills by myself. So no Mm -hmm. in between, no in between. Not at all. <laughs> yep. Either way, oh I'll be, gosh. you know, doing something Halloween-esque. But, yeah. How about you, Mark? Um, To be honest, I don't have plans plans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anywhere to go. The only person who I know, Koya, who's here, she's going to be with her mans on a Halloween getaway. Ugh. 
I love my friend who's dating somebody with money, but I hate it. Right. Because that means at a drop of a dime, he can just take her away <laughs> to a whole new state for nothing. Right. Just because. So that's what they're doing. He's taking her to New Orleans. For they're Halloween? They're going to New Orleans for Halloween. That's so much fun. Like, I'm so excited uh, for that. I know I'm so excited for friend, but dang, that means I'm alone. Right. But that's okay because I'm not selfish. I want her to live her best life. So go live your best life and I'm gonna just be here. Like I think I have a new app that I've started, everybody. Yes. It's an app that's more live based and I'm on there to be a cosplayer. So that's kind of my like thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm probably gonna cosplay on Halloween. Yes. And um yeah, for Halloween, that's probably what I'm gonna do. I'm probably just gonna do my social media stuff. Cause um we are getting hopefully verified real soon yeah we're getting verified real I soon think, i think real, this real month soon. is it i think this month is definitely this month it. has to be it mm-hmm. because i've already been posted by them on their yeah. official Nike page mm-hmm. and all that all that all that all that so i started a new app and so i go live on that app and i'm a cosplayer i'm not going to cosplay every day but i think i'm going to do a cosplay for that app and just get ready for halloween and then just yes. make a couple of videos and take it off and eat some candy and yeah. that sounds like the plan for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, costumes, right? Mm-hmm. So, for me, my costume, I'm going to be, like, I guess a perjurer, murderer. Listen, y'all heard last episode, I'm poor, okay? <laughs> I got to do budget costumes. Come but um, I think I made I made the costume. So, like, it's a tank top. I wear tank tops, y'all. Lots of tank tops. It's mm-hmm. a white tank top, and it has blood all over it. So, like, in the front, you can see, like, a hand going down it like somebody was like uh and then on the other side i made a little heart i made a little heart with somebody's blood (laughs) and then there's blood blood all over it and it's like and it's like cut at the bottom Mm -hmm. and i think i have a mask to go with it so maybe i'll like get so get a weapon and i'll make some um make tiara told me how to make like food blood so i don't have to go buy any so i'm gonna go and use like get some food blood put it all over like me or whatever create some Mm -hmm. videos and that's my costume t what is your costume gonna be this year um so i am either going to be a sun right like sun-esque and uh Mm -hmm. my friend emma's gonna be the moon or i'm going to do like a space cowboy look because oh, like on. you know like a little like galactic cutesy hot like rave type outfit um uh-huh. because that's i love that um so yeah either one of those haven't really decided might do both might as well because why not i love this holiday <laughs> so yeah i love that that's my period but note how do y'all note how all of our costumes regardless of mm-hmm. what we were talking about are like culturally appropriate did y'all catch that one do y'all did y'all y'all did y'all catch that did y'all catch how our costumes won't be offensive to literally anybody yeah and how easy that is no you don't have the capacity to be able to uh, be culturally appropriate mm-hmm. because some of y'all don't have that some of y'all don't got that right if y'all thought this was a reflection episode you thought wrong mm-hmm. okay because now we're gonna get into some stuff because with this comes what cultural appropriation mm-hmm. and how that is so prevalent yes. mm-hmm. during these Halloween times. So, Tierra, can you please tell me and the masses what is cultural appropriation? All right. Um, Google defines cultural appropriation as the unacknowledged 
or inappropriate mm. adoption of the customs, practices, ideas, etc. of one people or society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society. So with that, Marcellus, mm -hmm. can you give the people another definition? Sure, why not? Dictionary.com defines cultural appropriation as the adoption, usually without acknowledgement, mm -hmm. of cultural identity markers from subcultures or minority communities into mainstream culture by people with a relatively privileged status. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. with all of this in mind, um, cultural appropriation is what kids... A, a social construct. Right. Mm. And so there is no one singular definition, textbook definition, to define this. But these are just, you know, two that we came up with. And so with this in mind, um, here's some examples of some culturally appropriating costumes, right? So, you know, um, dressing up as a Native American, you know, an indigenous person, Cherokee, Sacagawea, Pocahontas, right? Um, Absolutely. Any Ooh, of those types of costumes, y'all really, y'all really love it. And I will never understand. This also goes for, you know, if you are not Polynesian, if you are not um, Hawaiian, I shouldn't see you dress up as Lilo from Lilo and Stitch um, or Nani. You know, um, mm. you know, no hula skirt, uh, lays, mm, right? Mm, mm. Next, mm -hmm. we get into quote unquote Mexican costumes, which is based on stereotypes mm -hmm. and what racism, which is basically just wearing sombreros and ponchos. Yep. And y'all know what? Y'all do this on Halloween, but y'all know when y'all truly show up for this is Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Y'all will bust out any sombrero and poncho, Ooh, and I'm let like, me absolutely not. Literally, literally, this this past year, literally, like the entirety of Cat Hill was obviously like celebrating Cinco de Mayo, right? And so with mm -hmm. that comes a lot of you know, uh, predominantly um, winter roaches. Y'all like to wear sombreros and. Mm -hmm. uh, ponchos and you know make a uh, character out of these things uh without completely you know wanting to acknowledge um it's culture you just do it because it's fun and for a holiday you know you suck and same thing goes for halloween you should not do that and so with that um Absolutely you know not. us speaking how we have to this is let's get black too so with that if i see any of y'all wear any costume that has to do with uh, being a gangster or a thug and it's not 1920s related. Like, if I see you with some baggy pants and a backwards hat, a bandana, a do-rag on, and you are not black... Come on. Come on. Sit down. Come on. Come on. Like, I would rather come see on. you in a uh, pinstripe suit, a fedora, and a cigar with a big-ass fake gun in your hand, right? To be, you know, 1920s film that's... noir. Because mm -hmm. that's more of, like, you know, a gangster, right? Yeah, no, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it because that gangster or thug that is not 1920s related is based on a stereotype. Mm -hmm. Now, the thug is can be 1920s related. I can give it to you because it literally says it on the thing. It's mm -hmm. like thug, you know, and it ain't no stereotype. That's what they were just called. Right. And we get that. We understand that. However, comma, mm -hmm. a lot of y'all don't. Right. And getting into that, anything with dreads is also out of the question. Truly. Anything. Anything. Thing I swear to God. That has dreadlocks is out of the question. I don't care if it's a hippie. I don't care if you are a rapper. If you are not a person of color, if you're not black, mm -hmm. if you are not black, 
you shouldn't be having dreads in your head Not first off. Nor should you want a costume with dreads. Mm-hmm. Because what a part of dreads is part of anybody's culture but black culture. Literally. People love to say the Vikings had dreads. When are y'all Vikings all of a sudden? Do all of y'all have Viking blood? Right. Because that doesn't equate. Mm-mm. And even then, like, I thought y'all were European. Right. I think y'all Europeans, not Vikings. What happened? Right. Like the Vikings weren't Europeans. So y'all, y'all switching up. I see. <laughs> right. Because when I'm thinking about this, like Christopher Columbus wasn't a Viking. Your ancestors came from like Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't no Viking. Nope. So y'all in this, like I have some Irish in me and I have some of this and that and that. So I can wear dreads. No, because even then it's still not made for their hair and if we want to get into the history of dreads on white people the vikings had dreads because they didn't comb their hair yep it wasn't because they made them that way Mm -hmm. they didn't make them that way they just didn't comb their hair but for black people when we had dreads and when we had protective styles and braiding and stuff we did that to hide food in our hair Mm -hmm. to hide rice and stuff when we were running away from slave masters Mm -hmm. so dreads and braids and protective styles for black people have an actual history Mm-hmm. That doesn't involve us not brushing our hair. Right. It just has to do with, you know, uh, survival. And, you know, kind of goes along with, you know, um, the uh, things that have come out about, you know, people involved in the uh, Caucasian community not washing themselves. So, you know, not too far off mm. as to why, Ooh, you know, why you not brush their hair. So. The way y'all have literally just came out the woodworks to tell us y'all don't bathe is really appalling yeah and even more so how a bunch of these celebrities feel proud to even say that like i would feel embarrassed that's disgusting embarrassed embarrassing embarrassing truly embarrassing like that's disgusting Mm -hmm. like y'all are so proud of not using washcloths literally it's so proud of not bathing i I, I don't get it i don't get it i won't get it Mm -mm. I won't get it. And that's also why, like, that stereotype of dreads is there is because y'all don't wash your hair Mm -hmm. when you have dreads. So you believe black people don't. When black people wash their hair all the time when they have dreads, Mm -hmm. we're allowed to. It doesn't mess anything up. No. And then to take out dreads, we have to cut them. Y'all just boil your hair in water. Right. And then your dreads come out. You shouldn't have them. Mm -mm. Period. And no costume should have them. Exactly. And so along with that, um, afros. As somebody who um, has now... Uh, my my hair has now grown again to being in an afro. I am a proud afro owner. Um, I should Period. not see you with an afro on top of your head if it is not anything that Mm-mm. is disco related. And even then, that's a stretch. Even then, because even then, that's a stretch. Afros are definitely deeply rooted in the black community. You know, Black Panther. Right. Um. You know. Right. Black activist groups, like it's it's rooted right. in our community because you know four C hair is what a lot of the mm-hmm. black community has, so that's you know traditionally seen as you know nappy or unkept, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it is it is kinky coily. It is four C mm-hmm. hair. Kinky it is coily. not nappy. It is mm-hmm. Marcellus and I both have four C hair, so like get into it. We we. We we know how it is, right? But we um, know. you know, being we know. being a proud Afro owner, um, I should not, in any circumstance, Mm-mm. see anybody Mm-mm. with an Afro on top of their head. And like I said, even even disco related is a stretch. Okay, I feel like it's not even necessary for disco, but I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see it. I can I can kind of okay disco. You wearing all this disco garb? Right. That's what some 
folks had back then. Because some, only some, mm. a small percentage of white people even have the texture to have afros. So that's also not something you can claim. White people have afros? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. But do your white people have afros? Right. Do you have an afro? Do you have anybody in your family who could even produce an afro? Most likely, no. That's why you're so mad. And so with that, because of all these things like gangster dreads, afros, right? All of these are labeled as like hip hop, hood, ghetto, any of that. No, Mm -hmm. no, because anything that emulates black culture, you should not be wearing Mm -hmm. because it's based on a a stereotype, which is further, which is further like pushing the stereotype of black people. Mm hmm. Like, that's what all this is. Like, we put uh, we put different examples from different cultures, but we had a lot of cultures for us because what we're black, so we definitely know yeah, we what is going to push the stereotype <laughs> of our people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so anything that's like hip-hop, hood, ghetto, right. you know, anything like that, any type of some off-brand mm-hmm. black lingo, no. Goodbye. Because they'll put that they'll put that on them packages and most of the packages have white people on it. Let's start there. Right. Like you will see a hood rapper, hood rapper or a gangster rapper and it'll be some white dude. Like y'all can even hire mm-hmm. that right there. Don't make no y'all sense. Can't it don't make no sense. Y'all can't even hire culturally appropriate models. Cause when y'all have your Sacagawea or your medicine girl or your, your native American Cherokee survival warrior, it's some white girl. Y'all couldn't even get somebody mm-hmm. of indigenous background. In a costume with tan skin. Y'all can even get an indigenous person. Goodbye. And so, absolutely mm-hmm. not. So, like, most of these, like, no. If you see it and it looks like a stereotype, it probably is a stereotype. And if you don't know, mm-hmm. then now you know. And so, you know, with all of this to say, right, um, we want to take the time to, you know spread some light on a very I'd say a very um important topic in terms of uh Halloween and cultural appropriation uh that's blackface right um and mm. uh yeah Marcellus what is blackface and why is it damaging Ooh, to the black community please explain blackface mm-hmm. okay so if y'all are new here, we have talked about blackface in our previous Let's Get Black too. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's on our Instagram live version. Okay, go to T's page and you'll see it when we talk about um, Let's Get Black to um, Broadway. It's the mm-hmm. industry we talk about Broadway and how blackface started historically with minstrel shows and blackface performers, yes. right? So what's a minstrel? A minstrel is a medieval singer or musician, especially one who sang or recited lyric or heroic poetry to a musical accompaniment for the nobility, jesters, jokers, entertainers, whatever, you name it, right? Mm -hmm. And so these people would be white actors who then put like shoe polish on their face. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this type of entertainment started in like the 19th, 20th century. Mm -hmm. And it had songs and dances and routines that stereotyped the depictions of black people in America. Now keep in mind, we're still enslaved. So these are white people putting on black faces Mm -hmm. to then give a show to stereotype people that they own, right? right? And so like, that's the whole thing. Like it's just this big stereotype Mm -hmm. that was made at the beginning for the entertainment of white people. Mm -hmm. 
And so, with with all of this in mind, right, um, the whole idea of a stereotype is to simplify, right? And that is a quote said by uh, Chinua... Uh, Come on, Miss Chinua Achibe! Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to continue, right, um, minstrel shows were first performed in the 1830s by white performers, huh, right, um, with blackened faces. Like we said, most used burnt cork or shoe polish, and mm-hmm. they would wear tattered clothing to mimic and imitate enslaved African-Americans on southern plantations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these performances categorized black people as lazy, ignorant, superstitious, hypersexual, and prone to thievery and cowardice. It's so funny because this wow. is still carried on into, you know, things today. today. Like I, I saw something a couple weeks ago about um, how... Uh, the world of uh, black viners was deeply mm-hmm. rooted in, you know, all of their vines and a lot of the people who became famous, you know, uh, wink, wink, King Batch, um, their entire career was based off of making fun of, you know, the black culture. And he's black, you know, it was to, you know, play on, to the pandering. stereotypes of um, the black culture. Black people. Pandering. Yes. Come on, pandering. Yes. It was and... pandering to white audiences. Yes. Yes. Literally. Uh I hate it. Um, but so this all started, right, from this uh you thought right, white man. Um, his name was uh Thomas Darmouth Rice, and he mm. is also known as the father of menstruacy. And he developed the first popularly known blackface Mm -mm. character Jim Crow in 1830. And then following in 1845, the popularity of the minstrel um, shows had spawned as uh, entertainment as a sub-industry because they manufactured songs and sheet music, makeup, costumes, as well as a ready set of stereotypes upon uh, which to build new performances. And so, um, yeah, these performances also grew particularly popular between the end of the Civil War and the turn of the century in northern and midwestern um, cities where regular interaction with African Americans was limited uh, because of, you guessed it, segregation. I'm telling you. So, like, with all of this in mind, you now know the history, right? The small rundown history of blackface Mm -hmm. And how white people literally created the stereotypes for black people to then make white people not feel too bad about enslaving them. Because these shows are for entertainment. Like, these shows are for entertainment. Like, they were entertaining. And you know what? I had to really think about this because I saw a TikTok the other day from um, this, um, she's a dramaturgy. Her name is Grace. And she said, you know what? Somebody complained about there wasn't, like, trigger warnings when they went to see six and she said when you have to take a step back you have to understand like that's true because even though the show is like all amazing all high beat whatever divorce beheaded like they're talking about people dying like we're literally singing about death all of us died somehow we all somehow Mm -hmm. died and that's a lot especially because we don't know the lines in between so they're explicitly Mm -hmm. talking about like he chopped my head off after I went yeah. and slept with these people. And you know, I was like, dang. But because it was so entertaining, I never thought about it that yeah. way. 
Like divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. Like girls are being pulled away from husbands. Like they're being taken away from their families. They're doing all this stuff. And since it's a performance, we forget how damaging it could truly be. Yeah, it it masks. It It does. It does. It masks Mm -hmm. it all, which is something that they were saying for Hamilton too. They said Hamilton masked the fact that like Hamilton wasn't all that and neither was Eliza. She wasn't all that either. Like she wasn't. Oh, yes. I, I can tell you from being a proud listener, right? Hamilton is one of my favorite musicals. And it's because, you know, it's like, honestly, within the last like century, right? Or like the last decade, mm-hmm. it's one of the only, you know, like predominantly mixed race POC dominant casts to make, you know, it on Broadway. No legit. But I will always catch myself when I'm listening to it or watching it. I will literally, pa- like, swear to God, y'all, I will literally pause it and I'll be like, I am listening and enjoying this musical, but I forget that these were white people. Yes. And they were horrible people. Slave like, owners. They talk about it you know, here and there in the musical, but like, obviously the musical was made for entertainment purposes, you know, like, I mean, fuck the entire musical is sang by predominantly POCs. So like, you know, it's masked for this entertainment purpose. But then when you take off that veil, you then realize like, damn, this is just a makeshift version of how horrible our country was made. Like literally (laughs) these were white people who had slaves. Literally. And that's what minstrel shows did. And it really, and talk about these two examples and how the entertainment industry really puts that veil, like you said, that veil over the harshness that people were Mm -hmm. facing. And so these white people who didn't have access to black people besides the slave plantation and the slave field, they took this trivialization of their struggle to their friends, to their family, to the field made them work harder, yes. whip them, you're being lazy, you're ignorant, you're going to steal the crops, whatever, you're going to steal the cotton you're picking, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, like, all of this stuff literally yeah. is used, and it made fun of, simplified, and demeaned black people and the experience they were going through, especially in some of the yes. hardest points in their life, in our time, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, that's why, in short, wearing blackface ain't where it, ain't it. It ain't it. You can't do it. You shouldn't mm-hmm. do it. You know, somebody Not asked me about, um, it was my friend's husband. They asked me about um, Tropic Thunder and Robert Downey Jr. doing it. <gasps> and so oh I was like, I said, so he was like, so since Blackface isn't right, should Robert Downey Jr. have done it in Tropic Thunder? And me and my friend said, absolutely not together in sync. No. We said, absolutely not. And he was like, but why? It was based on a book that had Blackface. And then you know what I said? After, after I said that there were crickets, I said, were there any other books that a movie could have been made off of right did we have to these people went out of their way yes they went out of their way they made the conscious decision come on conscious decision they made the conscious decision to create a movie based off of this book Right. right that had a character who did blackface and you know i'm surprised that a lot of people you know don't really bring it up Mm -hmm. Um, I think as in a... terms of RDJ, because of the fact, you know, like he became this right. superhero, right? Right. And so like all of everything else was kind of swept under the rug. But, you know, a lot of your favorite celebrities who are white have done blackface. Judy Garland Ooh-wee. did blackface. Shirley Temple Ooh-wee. did blackface. 
Um, RDJ did blackface. Jimmy Kimmel did blackface. Um, there is uh, honestly, I feel like I I'm only gonna give you those examples because if you really want to, you could go out and look at it yourself. You because, can. You know, it is something that definitely needs to be talked about a lot mm-hmm. more and acknowledged. Um, because. A lot of these celebrities are just left to, you know, not uh, be held accountable for the stuff that they did. At all. And that is uh, stupid in my eyes because you did that. You made the decision to take this role. You made the decision to do this skit, right? You made the decision mm-hmm. to um, do whatever. Like, no. No. Mm-mm. And I think it's so funny. Something I thought about while you were saying that the modern day blackface is when these white people put on those masks, those charcoal masks, and they're like, oh, look, I'm an actor. Like, that's literally what right. they say. Like, they literally will put it on Snapchat and be like, oh, look, look at me, I'm a black person. And that's, like, the modern-day, mm-hmm. like, blackface. But, like, yeah. it's so interesting how, like, it's a joke. Like, it's simply a joke. But it's but it's always been a joke. It's always mm-hmm. been a joke that's, to that, them. That's the entire origin of menstrual shows and blackface and culturally appropriating like it all comes from like yes things change in terms of you know like his uh, historically mm-hmm. and socially but like the main point of it all is that like mark said it all comes from wanting to create a character and make fun of something mm-hmm. that's why halloween costumes are so predominant and that's why for so you know so many years you see people dress up in, you know, a traditional, uh, you know, African garb, or you'll see somebody in a grass skirt and, you know, a coconut bra wearing a lei, or you'll see somebody wearing a kimono, right, with white makeup on and their hair put up in chopsticks. Like, these are all based off of stereotypes for one but these costumes were made to make fun of these cultures. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. That's the whole reason why these costumes are made. And so that's the reason why we want to get on here and let y'all know that this shit is not acceptable. Never has it ever been acceptable. Mm-mm. But like, you know, with everything that's changed socially within this last year and, you know, these last couple of years, like a lot of people are starting to open up their eyes, right, to a lot more that has gone on. Good. But on top of, you know, something as drastic as costumes, you have, like Mark said, modern day blackface. That's, you know, uh, there's, there's this girl on TikTok. I do not, I can't think of what her name is, but I'm sure if you look her up, you can find her. But she does a segment on her TikTok that's, is this a black woman or a girl with like a bad tan or like doing blackface or something like that? And so she literally has an entire segment on her tiktok dedicated to showing pictures of it's either white girls with like extreme tans and you know big curly hair long nails you know and Mm. all this stuff or it's like black women and so she will zoom into a picture and like it'll just be like an arm or just a leg and she'll be like is this a black woman or is this a white girl with a really you know extreme tan most of the time, it's uh, white girls with extreme tans um, because, you know, apparently y'all used to love to make fun of us, but okay. now y'all want to be us so bad. Blackfishing is real. Blackfishing is real. It is real. Mm-hmm. Outside of these Halloween costumes, a lot of y'all really do 
emulate black culture down to the skin tone. Like, down to the skin tone. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember a couple of weeks ago, um, Jesse Nelson came out with that song. That song, Boys. Oh, my God. And Boys. she got called out for, like, blackfishing. Now, I did not watch the video. I still have it, and I don't intend to. But T watched it. But from what I saw, I saw a clip from all of her scenes... Like, it was some TikTok video of a clip from all of her scenes. I can totally see why mm-hmm. people said that. Because one, sis, when did you become so light-skinned? When did you become so light-skinned? And two, why are all of your background dancers dark-skinned black men? And why do you have a hip-hop looking section with, like, really baggy pants and jerseys and stuff? Too many of those scenes. Or even more so. Too many. Even more so creating this negative connotation that, like, because there's, there's a lyric in the song where she talks about, like, ooh, I like boys who have, like, you know, grills, stuff like that. And, you know, it just so happens that majority of the guys in the video are black men. And then on top of that, she has, you know, there's this scene of her on top of a house, right, Mm -hmm. on, like, the roof of a house, and she has big curly hair with a bomber jacket on. And then there's, like, another one where she's wearing, you know, baggy clothes with that same curly hair and doing a hip-hop dance. But no, she's not blackfishing, apparently. I don't know. That's interesting because, like, to emulate black culture so much down to the sound, like, from the sound bite in the in the video that I saw alone, I'm like, yeah, I can mm-hmm. definitely see this. And I listened to the song. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really retain much of the lyrics, but she wants a quote-unquote bad boy. She wants a hood boy. She wants somebody who's hood. And that's so interesting. She wants a nigga. It's so interesting because <laughs> she said, I basically, she said all the same, I want a bad boy. I want a hood boy. And then you got this music video with all dark skinned black dudes on it. Like mm-hmm. I saw them background dancers. Majority of the men were dark skinned. I saw that mm-hmm. picture. I saw that thing and they were wearing jerseys and she was wearing jerseys with baggy basketball shorts. And then y'all were wearing hip hop yeah. clothes and girl, you are British. Girl, you are British. What are you doing in Black Literally. American rap culture? You are British. And to top it all you off. Have no business. To top it all off. Mm-hmm. Our poor girl, Nikki. Let's get to it. Our poor girl, Nikki. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Nikki, girl. I feel like I like this point in time is like I'm the epitome of I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Right. Like, I was rooting for you. I can't. We were all rooting for you. I can't keep defending you like this. How dare you? And I won't. And I won't defend you. Because Mm -mm, I won't. Not anymore. I cannot. I won't. I cannot. Like, so much (laughs) has come out with Nikki and and about Nikki in these, like, this past two months. That's enough to stop Mm -hmm. anybody from wanting to actively support her. And I'm like, girl, Nikki, Nikki, I used to be a Barb, y'all. I stand Nikki. I used to stand Nikki. Mm -hmm. And to see her like defend this British white woman and say that the black girl is jealous of her. Like for you to defend a white woman and tear down women of color for her. Mm -hmm. A problem. Even more so I saw something too. um, Like, you know, when this whole thing was happening, I saw, how um someone i think they had shared a screenshot of nikki saying like oh if uh what what's her name leanne yeah if she had all of this to say back then where was this energy years ago and you know what's so funny girl (laughs) why 
why would Leanne say all this while she was in a girl group trying to make it work? Right. That means she's what business minded. If I have beef with you, that beef is not going to affect the business. Mm -hmm. And us looking like we are a great girl group who gets along all the time is the business. Mm -hmm. I don't think Leanne had, I don't think she needed to do it whenever you felt like she needed to. She was able to do it in her own time because guess what? That's what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And now that Jesse has left, right, as a black woman, she can express her outrage whenever she wants to. Mm-hmm. So now that Jesse has left and she is no longer a part of Little Mix, and now she has released this stuff emulating black culture, the very thing Liang probably gets made fun of or whatever because racism mm-hmm. is real in the UK too. So Literally. the very thing, the very thing that you're emulating was somebody in your group, why wouldn't she speak out on it? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't she bring up these examples? What if it didn't click until now? What if all these things didn't click until she saw that music video? Yes. Or or even with all of this stuff coming to light, because I I can say, when you're faced with, you know, microaggressions, when you're faced with racism, sometimes it doesn't click immediately. I can say that from experience. I didn't realize that I was, you know being attacked by microaggressions until months down the line. And then I was like, oh, that's what that was. You know, like, it's all on their time. And who are you to even say anything? You know, this is a black woman speaking out about, you know, an ex-band member who decides to, you know, create this character based off of a culture that she is a part of. Like, she has every right to speak out about this. Right. And if we want to get into it, listen, Bubba brought up a great point. Nicki Minaj ain't even black. She's from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. So she's not like a black woman. So yeah. like, I was like, dang, I really sat back. I was like, well, she really isn't like a black woman. Like she wasn't born and raised in America. Was she? Like, did she live in Trinidad in, in some of her time? I think up until a certain point, that's when she moved to New York, right? I think. I don't remember. Me either. But either way, like, she is Trinidadian. Like, she is Trinidadian. And, like, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. But even then, like, you came to America or you were born and raised in America. Either way, like, you were treated as a black woman. So that's what's killing me the most is that, like, even if Nicki Minaj isn't black, like, she's not born a black American. Girl, you were treated as a black woman because racism doesn't care. Racists don't care Literally. how mixed you are, girl. You are as so black. Long, Nicki Minaj baby, is as still... long as you look the part. Right. You are the part. So for Nikki, she you was treated a as a black woman in America. So I'm like, dang, girl, how are you going to literally like defend somebody who's mm-hmm. not this black? This white woman. For somebody who's black. And I don't know, maybe that's just camaraderie I have with black people. I'm going to have an in-house conversation but I'm not going to bring it out of the house. Like, if I really want mm-hmm. to address address Jesse and the lay-in situation, I wasn't going to do it on my radio show and be like, you're jealous of this white girl. lay ain't got nothing to be right. jealous of. She ain't got nothing to be jealous of. Okay, she she just gave birth to twins. She has... Literally. Okay, she... She is a new mother. A new mother. She ain't got time. And also, that's so funny how, like, we talk about bullying and how Nikki's talking about bullying and mental health. And Jesse's talking about y'all are bullying me and, like, all this and that. When, like, I had the worst mental health in the group. Two out of the three members of Little Mix are pregnant. Leigh Ann just had twins. Literally. Is it Perry, the other one that's pregnant? 
Perry's Perry's pregnant. Perry, Perry's so like her baby y'all are doing all of these things to pregnant women. And I don't know. I really feel like I, I would expect more sympathy from Nikki being a new mother, being a brand spanking new mother. Her kid is only one. Happy birthday to Papa. You know what I mean? Like her kid is only one. So it's like, I, yeah. I expected a little more sympathy but then she gets on i'm gonna say what i want to say and how i'm gonna say it and she starts liking tweets of people like oh nikki's telling it how it is or people who are like dogging little mix and dogging leanne and dogging like all that stuff nikki will go and like their tweets and stuff i lost the smallest sliver of respect that i still had for her listen <laughs> i couldn't i had to unfollow her i had to unfollow her after all these months literally i can't follow her because it's too much for me to see it's too much for me mm-hmm. to see knowing what I know about everything that's been going on and then mm-hmm. some and you know getting like and then like all this wrapping up like black fishing is blackface to a whole new level and it goes beyond oh, yeah. Halloween and I don't think people understand mm-hmm. that like sooner or later these people are going to start like they're going to start adopting AAVE even though they're not around any African Americans they're going to start having Mm -hmm. stereotypically black things and just say this is what I want to do or this is the culture I was raised around even though they're not and I think we're seeing it in real time how that Mm -hmm. works but she ended up doubling down and apologized which is so interesting after Nicki Minaj went on this whole radio show doing all this on the third, y'all is hollering talking about mm-hmm. she's jealous. Y'all saying this is just how I want to be. Y'all ain't have no problems. You apologized. Right. Girl, you should have just started with that mm-hmm. and ended with that. Because you did all this runaround. You did all this runaround and defense of this culturally appropriating music and music video. Right. And now you're apologizing, which means what? You knew what mm-hmm. you did wasn't mm-hmm. right. And you know what? When I think about that, I my brain is like, okay, are they actually like was was Nikki actually in support of Jesse or was she only doing it because she was getting a check from being featured on the song? Oh we Cause one thing Nikki will do is she will secure Truly. her bag. Not lose it. She is the feature queen. She is mm-hmm. the feature queen. Nikki, I know Nikki. I think I think she said it that she made more on features than she did her singles, because anybody who anybody wanted Nikki on her track, and it showed. Because I remember back in like twenty nineteen, I think was it she was on everybody's track. She was doing mm-hmm. gospel. She was doing R and B. She was doing rap. She, she was, was collaborating with all the genres on features, and so she's the feature queen. And so this could have been truly a ploy. Mm-hmm. For her to protect her feature queen yeah. bag. I didn't think yeah. of that. I didn't think of that. Was the support mm-hmm. simply because she she's trying to check, keep her feature queen or bag? Like, is it coming from a place of her actually wanting to support her? And either way, both don't matter. They're both right. wrong. <laughs> either, either way, way, you're still supporting this girl blackfishing. So. <laughs> and either way, you tore down another woman of color. Right. for this for like, this you literally white girl you didn't even have to and that's the thing okay and that's the thing when it comes to black women and this is why i'm like ugh, i feel so strongly about this because when it comes to black women everybody has to put down a black woman to lift up somebody else instead of just mm-hmm. saying what you need to say and like i know that like it goes into like like interracial dating for example when mm-hmm. black men say how come white how come white dudes can date black girls and black girls can date whoever they want but like when black dudes date non-black people it's a problem and mm-hmm. i said are you are most likely 
putting black women's name in your mouth. You're most likely saying, see, this is why I can't date black women. They're too loud. Mm-hmm. They're too ghetto. They're always wearing wigs. They don't, they're not natural. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. Mm-hmm. All these stereotypes that you have about black women. And you use that as a, as a thing for not dating yeah. black women at all. However, I don't know too many black women that will only date outside of their race. Mm-hmm. I don't know too many that's like, I'm not going to date a black man. Right. But y'all black men make it a requirement mm-hmm. that your girl not be black. Right. And black women can't say the same. I haven't. I haven't. I've been around the world. I haven't met a singular black woman mm-hmm. that will only say, I'm not going to entertain a black man ever. Right. But y'all black men will do that real quick. Mm-hmm. Be like, I will only entertain you if you're not black. And that's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Because y'all want your black people not black. Exactly. Y'all want them as black as can be, but not black. And that's what Jessie's doing. Mm-hmm. She is giving you a black girl without the black. Y'all yeah. love a black girl without the black. Because get into it. Cardi B. Mm-hmm. A black girl. And Cardi B is technically still a black woman because she's white. Isn't she Puerto Rican, right? So yeah, she, she still has some Dominican. black in her. Mm-hmm. She's Dominican, so she does have black in her, but she doesn't go around saying, I'm a black woman. Yeah. She doesn't parade she herself as a black woman. that she is a, you know, proud Dominican. Right. right, which, I mean, still that's part black, but still, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So she doesn't navigate this world as a black woman because she doesn't profess to be a black woman, and she's yeah. not treated as a black woman, mm-hmm. right? Right. But y'all eat her stuff up because what? Y'all want black culture and non-black packages. Mm-hmm. That's why y'all love lighter-skinned and white-skinned people who perform black stuff because y'all want black culture without the black. That's why it's harder for dark-skinned people to do stuff. And that's why it's harder for dark-skinned people yeah. to make it. And I always raise this question. Would Nicki Minaj be as big as she is mm-hmm. if she was dark-skinned? Would Beyonce be as big as yeah, she is if she wasn't dark-skinned? Like, to, mm-hmm. to get... Doja. Doja. Like, you know, Chloe and Halle. When you really right. get into it, like, I'm trying to think, who was the darkest, like... Star at the top, isn't it Meg the Stallion? Meg, she's yeah. the darkest girl we got at the Meg, top. We have we have Meg, uh, Brie Runway, SZA, um, Ari Lennox. Like you know, there's 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 a couple more you know brown skin right women, but even then they're still below the Doja Cats and the Nikki's and the Beyonces and the Chloe and Halle's and the Rihanna's. And, you know the Rihanna's, but it's not to right? say the Cardi B's. It's not to say that these people aren't talented. Now, I'm not saying that none of these girls are talented because all of them are extremely talented. Mm-hmm. Like Chloe and Halle, vocals for days. Go on my account, you'll see I stand. Rihanna, inclusivity, Literally. period. Single handedly put Victoria's Secret out of business, period. Okay, Literally. um, Rihanna, yes, Nicki Minaj, Queen of Rap, period. Beyonce, greatest performer of our generation, uh, period. Literally, Doja Cat, girl went from meme music to superstar. Like these are super mm-hmm. talented women, super talented people. But like getting into that, like, would they be as big if they were dark? Because I don't mm-hmm. think they would, and I think that's a big thing when it comes to black fishing. And all this stuff getting into colorism. Mm-hmm. You know, get we got into we done dove into colorism again. And like that's just a fact yep. that we have to face. Like colorism mm-hmm. plays a part in everything. It plays a part oh, in 100%. everything. And that's why like black fishing is a thing as well, because that's a part of colorism. 
because they want mm-hmm. to be the exotic light-skinned girl. Are you mixed? Mm-hmm. You're too pretty to be a black girl. You must be mixed. You're so pretty. Are you mixed? Right. Oh my gosh, your hair is so Are you loose mixed? and bouncy. You can't just be black. Your hair is so cute and bouncy. I want it. It's so loose. Can I touch mm-hmm. it? Black fishing plays into colorism because it then is that attainable, like I am a black girl without the black. I can be that mixed yep. chick that everybody's wondering, like who I am and what I am. And they're asking me because I'm so pretty, blase, blase. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. think that's a really important conversation to have yes. is like how all this goes back to black fishing, blackface, mm-hmm. Halloween. It goes deeper than that, y'all. As y'all, if y'all haven't learned by now, this conversation yeah. goes deep. All of our conversations go mm-hmm. deep. Oh yeah, every time we 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 don't just stop at one because you know I've, at, there's there's layers to everything you mm-hmm. know and so like that's why it's so easy for us to delve deep into menstrual shows and then you know relate it to modern day blackface black fishing mm-hmm. colorism you know um, right because they all go hand in hand it's they all do. a bigger conversation right it is it's a bigger conversation. That, I mean, we've been having it, and we encourage all of you to have it. Like, truly look at it. Look at things that happen. Look around you. Look around at your dark-skinned friends. Exactly. And see how it is. Look at them. Ask them how it is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's real out here, and all of this stuff intertwines, right? So now, I think we're ready for final thoughts. Yes. Final thoughts with Mark and T. (laughs) Um, my final thought, I just think y'all need to really just be aware, be socially aware, be aware of what you're doing, be aware of what you're saying, be aware of who you're around, who you allow in your space, what you allow in your space. Because if you have somebody who like, for example, wears one of the costumes that we mentioned earlier for Halloween this year mm-hmm. and they're just wearing it and then you like tell them about it and they're like why why can't I wear this da, 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 da. that means you don't need to be with that person mm-hmm. that means you don't need to be around that person like y'all need to be way more aware and way more like accountable for who you are around mm-hmm. y'all need to take accountability for the friends that you have chosen to have and the people you've chosen to be around and make sure they're not out here looking a fool. Because if they're looking a fool, we're going to call them a fool. And then you're now a fake friend because you didn't say anything. So y'all need Definitely. to be more socially aware. That's my final thought of our final episode of this season is be socially aware. What about you, T? Yes. Um, to add on to that, um, I would say to hold yourself and others accountable. These things go hand in hand, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, all in all, it's about acknowledging that there is a problem, um, yes. bringing awareness to that, you know, continuing to be socially aware and, you know, like I said, holding yourself accountable, going out, you know, trying to understand that there is more to this than meets the eye, right? Like there's, Absolutely. like we said, there are so many layers to it. And so, yeah, I'd say along with Marcellus's, uh, be socially aware, mine is hold yourself and others accountable. Yeah, that's all I have to say. And so on that note, guys, we would like to thank you all for tuning in to our season finale of Let's Get Black 2, the podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you listening and cannot wait for season two to start up.
Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, be on the lookout for Season 2 starting up November 12th. And if you have any ideas or topics you want to be discussed, message us on Instagram at Let's Get Black 2, or you can email us at Let's Get Black 2 at gmail.com. Yes, we love you all. And thank you for an amazing first season. And lastly... Good night, night, season season one. We We had had fun. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Let's Get Black 2, the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Let's Get Black 2. Thank you, and don't forget to tune in next week. Bye.